Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, Who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 313 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Katie. Katie lives in New Jersey, and she is a high school choir director. Welcome, Katie. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to talk to you. Well, I'm really excited to talk to you, too. I love to talk to everybody, but I always really love to talk to teachers because, Mm -hmm. you know, I I get it. (laughs) Of course, high school is like a crazy place for us elementary teachers, and you probably feel the same about elementary. Oh, my God. I could never. I could never. I don't know how you all do that. Well, because they want to please you. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, that's nice. (laughs) Well, until they get to, like, got it. (laughs) <laughs> a certain grade, but then they yeah. care about pleasing each other. Well, that's uh-huh. not bad. They care about <laughs> they care about their peers. Let me just put it that way. But when yeah. they're little, they really care about you, the teacher. 
Oh, that's nice. They care in high school too. It's just in a different way. And I mean, if they respect you and look up to you, then actually it's a really cool thing because you can feel that, you know, that relationship and you feel like you have an impact. But I understand the little kids, it's more instant gratification, right? Like you say something and their eyes light up and like they don't hold back. I fight with cell phones and, you know, other things like that. (laughs) You probably have to undo a lot of stuff that people are holding those kids have been holding if they've had a bad experience through school but you're right you know i just thought back to when will was in high school will is not everyone's dream student but the teachers he he respected he worked for Mm -hmm. yep that's it all right well enough teacher talk for now you know i like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that it was my sister And she started because her sister-in-law read your book and had started intermittent fasting, and she recommended it. My sister and then her sister-in-law, both people who have struggled with losing weight, yo-yo dieting, extreme exercise, doing things like that, and nothing ever worked, blah, blah, blah. That was in August of 2020. Do you remember 2020? Oh, what a fun year that was. It was a crazy <laughs> year. Yes, it was. August was funny <laughs> because things were just starting to feel a little normal again. And like, I mean, we were hanging out outside because it was summer and it was warm and you felt like it was okay. I mean, depending on where you were in the country, right? And different places had different rules, but we were definitely hanging out outside a lot. And I had been in my house trying to teach online. Oh, gosh. And trying to teach choir online, which you can't really do, by the way. No, can't. I can't even imagine. Do that. <laughs> it doesn't you know, work. I just was thinking about what you said about August opening up a little bit more. It was opposite here in the South. We were slower to close down. Right, right, right. Like, I can remember... We didn't go anywhere for at first, like everybody didn't go anywhere. We didn't go anywhere until maybe like June. We're like, okay, it's going to be all right. We're all fine. But then by the time August rolled around, we were actually more mask requirements were starting yeah, to pop up. Your and, numbers were going up while I was well, were going and and down. We, yeah. yes, and suddenly you know cities were like, okay, masks in grocery stores. But we we spent a lot of the summer maskless before a lot of the early pandemic. Just yeah, in that's general, why I said it depends it was on different. where you were. It was really we all, we really had a different experience depending on where we lived. I think, but yes. So it was hard though. It was a crazy time, especially for I know for teachers. It was like the best of times. It was the worst of times because I honestly loved being home with my kids. And like as like an introvert, I sort of loved being home and not having to go anywhere and having to say, no, I can't go anywhere. I'm not allowed, you know? Right. So like it was a little bit stressful for me when things started opening back up and I had to like go out into the world and I'd gained a little weight like everybody and I was overweight to begin with. So it was like, oh, now I have to go out in a bathing suit and be like in front of people? What? No. So that was, it was weird. It was a weird time for me. Right. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. And my sister mentioned the intermittent fasting. And I had heard of it before because some of my neighborhood ladies had done it and talked about it. And I just felt like, "Mm, no, not eating. That's not my thing. It sounds Eating I can do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very, I'm a very good little eater. I'm not a good faster. But once I like actually, my sister had borrowed your book. Now that was the second one, Fast, Feast, Repeat. And so I read that one first and I loved it. And I immediately was like, this makes so much sense. The science, the way you explained it was everything was so clear. So I just felt like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And I did it. And I immediately felt great. And I think I even immediately lost a little bit of weight. Nothing crazy, but probably, you know, just whatever I had gained. In Over the pandemic, the pandemic, yeah. Like shut down times. And then I kind of like continued with it. And I immediately knew that it was something I was going to do forever. I was like, if I don't lose any weight, I don't care. I'm going to do this because it feels so good. 
I couldn't believe how much energy I had in the beginning, how much mental clarity. You don't know how much mental clarity you don't have until you get it, right? And then you're like, wow, look at me, like thinking thoughts and speaking articulately, you know, like. Yeah, and I hear from people in the community, they'll come in and they're like, I'm waiting for this burst of energy and mental clarity everyone's talking about. <laughs> I'm like, here's what you do. Go on vacation for a few days, eat all the time, and then go back home and you'll feel so bad, you'll then realize you did have the mental clarity That's so true, yeah. while you're fasting. Because you know, after you've been on vacation, if you haven't been fasting, you come back and you're sluggish for a few yeah. days. But And it's probably different for everybody. Probably. If you're already a high energy person, maybe. maybe it doesn't affect you so much. Well, I've always bit. been high energy, but I definitely am higher energy with fasting. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad that you, you feel great while you're doing it. Oh, so great. Yeah. And like right now, actually, this is a pretty long fast for me because I typically do a breakfast window. I love breakfast. Always have, always will. And like, I could eat breakfast food later in the day, of course, but there's something about, you know, even just mid morning, like I want a little something to eat and it's been working for me. Okay. Yeah. This is like a 21, 22 hour fast I'm in. That's a lot for me. So I'm like, extra energy right now. I love it. <laughs> like so, practically vibrating. Do you still have, okay, I, I just want to ask because yeah. I never have as, as great of energy after I eat. So you eat early and then you go on about your day and you still have great energy during the day? Well, probably not. But when you're teaching, you have to just do it anyway. And it's okay. I don't want to say it's okay if I don't have energy. You still feel fine. You feel- Yeah, I still feel fine. Okay. And my afternoon classes, I've always- had more trouble with them anyway. Like I'm tired. I I can only do so much. And you know, you just start to say things that don't make sense. I know what that makes sense. <laughs> Especially if if you're teaching the same thing two or three times. By the third time, you're like, did I do this already? Did we that, say I, this? Yes, no I was way. a science lab teacher for a few years in Aiken, and I can remember, you know, grade level might have, let's say, they had six classes, six third grade classes, all would have to come through. <laughs> and by class six, you're like, I've already said this a hundred times. <laughs> Why aren't you getting it yet? This. It's like, well, these are new kids. <laughs> but the second class was always my best. Like first class, you're like trying it out. Second class, you're like, all right, this is how I do it. And this is what worked. And then the third class, you're like, no, whatever. I don't know. I already said it. <laughs> <laughs> you're exactly right. But yeah, the afternoon is harder for a teacher, whether you're fasted or not. <laughs> it's true. Okay. So you, do you eat before you go to work? No, not that early because okay. high school's so freaking early, right? I mean, it's like I had to be there at 730 oh. and I have to teach right away. So it's actually pretty easy for me to fast in the morning because who has time to just like, I would just be grabbing something and it wouldn't be yummy. I would just be like, and I have done that in the past. Lord knows I've done it where I've been like eating in the car right before Ditto. I got to eat before work. I'm just so glad that I don't have to worry about that anymore. So you do you have like a early morning planning period or a? Our lunch, I'm putting that in air quotes, is at 10.30. Oh. So, like, that's breakfast, you know? Like, I mean, the kids are up early, so I get it. They do need something to eat at that time. But I wouldn't call that lunch 10.30 to 11.30, you know? You know, it's it's crazy. Here's just another teacher veering off subject for a second. But they have it scheduled all wrong because your kids. That's so true. <laughs> I mean, the rationale we always got was, 
elementary kids shouldn't be out getting on the bus when it's dark. You know, we need the mm. elementary to start later for those kids. But based on biological circadian rhythms of teenagers, having them be the ones who start so early is completely wrong. A hundred percent. And, you know, they've talked about changing it in New Jersey, at least. And the district where my kids go to school was talking about doing it. But the issue is if you're going to do it, you kind of have to do it statewide. Because you can't have, you know, like if I'm teaching and I start at seven o'clock, but my kids go to school at nine o'clock. And if you try to reverse that, I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. It's but we, we had from in Georgia, county to county was different. Really? Yes. Okay. Like in some counties, high school started first and other counties. So it was different county to county. I think it's a busing issue. Busing here. is the problem. Yeah. Yes, it is and, busing. But I mean, that's going to be a problem. You just have to figure you it out. You have to but... figure it out. But also the other thing they always say is jobs. These children need to have jobs after school. And that's why they need to get out early. Well, that's one of the rationales that they say. I don't know. But <laughs> and sports, say. I think, is an issue, they right? They say so sports if as you, well. Yeah. If you're starting later, then the sports are happening later. And... I guess it's like we're stuck in our ways, right? But it's very true. They've talked about it. Then you end up with lunch at 1030. That's it. And then you're having lunch again at 230 when you get out. You know, like I remember doing that in high school. I remember having something to eat. Like I was eating every three or four hours because that's what was trendy then, right? right? That's the way you lost weight. In the 90s and early 2000s, you ate every three or four hours without caring whether or not you were hungry. <laughs> it's time but I to definitely eat. Ate, yeah. <laughs> uh, after school snack was just as big a meal as lunch was. And then you have dinner four hours later. It's like so silly. So you have your your breakfast, brunch, lunch. <laughs> I call it brunch. Brunch. It's at, definitely brunch. At 1030. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when do you eat again? You eat it t- after school? Sometimes that's it. It depends. So I'm very much liking the idea of one meal a day. Some days I do that very well. And other days I'm like, oh, I want a little something else to eat. Or I'll be like, wait a minute, I didn't have any vegetables. Right. (laughs) Maybe I should, you know, have a salad or something. But then like, that's when things for me, like I'm a volume eater and I like a big meal. So it worked for me to say like one meal and like I eat everything I feel like eating and everything I quote unquote should eat, you know, the everything, but that's hard to do at school. It is hard to do. And sometimes I can run out if I have, and I often do have a prep period, like backing up to lunch and then I have plenty of time to get what I need and eat and enjoy it. But then after school, if I'm not busy, I'm always busy, but if I have a minute, I'm like, oh, let me eat something else. And then sometimes at dinner time, when I'm making everything for my kids and my husband, I'm like, I'll, I'll eat dinner with you guys. Why not? But I don't need it. And I'm to the point now, I've been doing this for so long that I really don't feel hungry at dinner time right. pretty much ever. And that's amazing to me. Like I, <laughs> I was, a, like I said, three square meals, sometimes four with the snacks. So the idea that I don't have to eat all day long is really remarkable to me. And it makes me feel like so powerful. Like I feel so good about myself when I don't eat dinner, when I'm just sipping my, my Topo Chico or my, my coffee or whatever. And I'm like, I don't, I don't need to eat right now. But my darling husband sometimes, (laughs) and not so much lately, but he would get kind of like offended be like, Oh, you're not eating again. I'm like, yeah, babe, I'm not eating again. Yeah, I mean, if you're not me, hungry. I don't, I have plenty of fat reserves. Like, I don't need to eat every minute, you know? But he's like, oh, well, what am I supposed to do? I'm like, just, you eat. can eat without me. Just it's eat. okay. Yeah. I, sometimes I even make something, you know, when it's ready. But other times, like, he wants to order something. He's like, oh, you don't want anything? I'm like, it's okay. You can still order pizza. You could still do this. Chad would so, be right. excited because it would be cheaper if I was not right. <laughs> 
<laughs> we went out to eat the other night because it was a beautiful day. We went out. I talk about chimichanga llama all the time because I love it. People are going to come here and they'll be like, why does Jen talk about this all the time? It's fine. And it's actually really, really good. But it was the first time he'd eaten a meal there and we split a meal. And he was so happy. We got the, ch- the, the we got the chimichanga and two sides, and we cut it in half, and it was enough. And we split it, and he was like, "We split it. It was cheaper." So he likes to no say. the Mexican restaurants like that. They or Tex Mex or whatever it is. Oh my gosh, enormous portion, like way more than you would ever need. Yeah, it was a big a big chimichanga, and it's really I don't know if you would call it Tex Mex. I'm not even sure what you would call it. It's almost like with a Caribbean Mexican flair. I don't know because they have like plantains on the menu and the black beans are really good it's just it's really fresh compared to yeah. a lot of mexican restaurants i don't know how to explain it they put a little orchid on your plate nice but yeah so i understand though if, if i never ate dinner i don't know if chad would like that we, we like our dinner time together so i get it and if we have plans to go out to dinner with friends like i'm gonna eat dinner. definitely and in a perfect world i would just push my window back but it gets to about 10, 30, or 11. I'm like, no, I really want to eat something. Again, it's not about hunger. I'm ignoring satiety signals all over the place, but it 100%, I've changed the way I feel, and I never feel like I need to eat. Isn't that weird? Isn't well, it weird, though? Like, your body is letting you know that it is running just fine. It, it totally I is. I think that's uh-huh. what it is, because you're fat adapted. Your body is like, we don't need to eat. We don't, so you don't need to eat at 1030. You just really like to eat at 1030. Yeah. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency. And, in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by by Optimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code ifstories10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code ifstories10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. Have you ever pushed through it? Have you ever not done yeah, it? Yeah, totally. Okay. Okay. I've done just about everything at this point, except for alternate daily fasting okay. with any consistency. I think I did like 
exactly one 36-hour fast. And it was really hard. It was really hard emotionally and mentally, right? Yeah. Again, not hunger, just like, it wasn't physically I should hard. be eating right now. This isn't right. fair. You know, like, yeah. it's so silly, but you just you really feel like, and I just couldn't stop thinking about food the whole time. Now I know if I did that more regularly that I would adapt to that, you know, I would adjust and I would bet that that would be like a great weight loss protocol for me I because bet it would. right now I'm maintaining very well, but I'm not losing because I'm still eating a lot and I'm eating every day and I'm not, I'm not doing very well with my quality of food. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. And it all plays in together some of those foods that are the most comforting, if we ever have that emotional urge to eat or we eat because we just enjoy the feeling of eating, the process of eating, it's those foods. It's like, I have to admit, I bought a bag of organic Doritos yesterday. I wasn't even looking for that. And organic Doritos, look, I know that is like a crazy thing to what buy. What does that even mean? I know. But I want it. That I know. Great. I mean, it is completely <laughs> ultra processed food. It is not a health food at all. However, it's made with organic corn, which is better than having regular Doritos. You know, if you're yeah, going I mean, to have Doritos, relative, yeah. exactly. If you're going to eat an ultra processed snack chip, it's better to have organic Doritos than regular Doritos. Yeah, it's worth a shot anyway. <laughs> That's yes. funny. I would so buy something like that too. Yeah, well, they were on clearance. That was what got I've me. never I was, seen that before. I was in the grocery store to buy some cottage cheese because someone shared a recipe for cottage cheese ice cream. Oh my God, you just took me right back to the South Beach diet. Uh, well, I love cottage cheese. Like, I literally love it. Like, I don't yeah. eat anything I don't love. But I, I, I buy, you know, the full fat, whatever. But I bought, it was like the good belly kind that has the probiotic cottage cheese, whatever. So I bought that, whatever it's called. Good culture might be the name of it. But you just blend it up. And the recipe that someone shared had stevia in it. But I don't like the taste of stevia. And I'm not anti-stevia during your eating window. I just don't like it. So I put dates. I threw a few dates in there. Then I, I blended it up and then put some pecan, no, walnuts, some walnuts in there. I have it sitting in the freezer right now to see what okay. it does. I don't know if it's going to be any good or not, but it doesn't have refined sugar. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah. It'll probably make me feel better. But anyway, I was just walking through the grocery store and I'm like, ooh, organic Doritos on clearance. So I bought them. And you know what? I felt so like, it felt good to eat them. Like my brain was like, oh ultra processed food it's lighting that up. crunch it's that crunch is so satisfying and they know that they do <laughs> they know that's how they make them extra like crunchy and like you can feel it's the way it feels as much as the way it tastes and like you said it's just very comforting well and i don't think anything says cleanish more than an organic dorito <laughs> <laughs> am i right <laughs> a little more ish than clean well, exactly yeah, totally. right. <laughs> a lot of ish the capital ish in that one but no i love that though yeah. Okay, cleanish I have not read and I don't think I'm not ready at this point in my life to be cleanish. I know that like That's fine. I enjoy other not clean foods too much. Although I've cut way back on like I was doing fast food a lot when I when I first started and every time I like I won't say I stop fasting because you fast every day, whether you mean to or not, right? But if I go a couple of weeks where I'm not really keeping track very well and I'm not really like a hundred percent committed, let's say then I'll come back and like, I'll be like, okay, I'm doing a 20 hour fast, but I'm opening my window with Taco Bell, you know, right. it's like, well, that's not great, but okay. Yeah. I know. I totally <laughs> I've get done it. a lot of that. You've really got to be ready for every point along the way. You talked about how you might one day be ready for alternate daily fasting. And I could see that fitting really, really well in your life. It's just, it would be one day, you know, you 
you are used to eating at 1030. And if you could just, you know, one day not do that. And then the next day is an up day. And it's a perfect day to have your 1030 brunch. My brunch and then a dinner. And then dinner with your family. And so it's just not having that 1030 meal. I know. And I did the 500 calorie down day. I've done that more times than I've done the 36 hour fast. And it actually was actually okay for me. I was really surprised. I did not expect that to go well because I thought, no way I can stop after 500 calories. But if you have a whole bunch of vegetables, that'll fill you up and you can get a lot in for just 500 calories. Did you do that at the early time, the 1030? I think at that point I was doing like a lunch window. I've done all of the the windows. Probably it depends on your schedule too, because it's probably not always the same year to year. For a couple of months there, I was eating after school. Okay. So like 2.30 or 3. And like, that was a really that's a good time for me to have a mini meal and like feel okay. Right. Cause I won't be starving at dinner time, And if I'm teaching all day, I won't notice if I'm hungry. So you're convincing me to try it again. Well, um, you know, I just, I'm, I don't want to want you to do anything that you're not ready to do. You've got to be completely ready for it, but. Or your body's going to rebel. Right? Well, you know, no, <laughs> your body is not going to rebel. My mind is It's your rebel. mind. And I yeah. think that that's what it is. So I want to circle back to something that I think is important. And I'm so glad that you are here sharing your story today because you haven't had weight loss. I haven't had consistent weight loss. So what was your weight doing? I know that you gained during the pandemic. Like we all, (laughs) yeah, my honesty pants were telling the truth. Well, you know, know. people were either doing that or they were getting in shape, right? I hate those people who were like, I'm going to work out more and I'm going to eat healthy. I'm like, okay, you do There are people who are like, in March of 2020, I found your book and it wasn't fast as repeat yet because that went out. And then I started losing weight immediately. I'm like, okay, that's not what the rest of us were doing. But prior to the pandemic, what was your weight doing? Well, it was all over the place. I've never been a naturally thin person. I think that I've had moments in my life where I've been, let's say, like leaner. Right. But I was never skinny and I was never, I wouldn't even say I was ever really thin except for like twice in my life. And it was always like right after (laughs) the first time it happened was in high school. And I think I had the flu, but I like went to school anyway, because I was like kind of an idiot teenager and also kind of like really committed to the play that I was in. I had to come to rehearsal. I couldn't miss rehearsal. I get that. I was like a background character, but okay. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) I pushed through and I got, I was really sick for like two weeks. Definitely shouldn't have been in school. And I lost a lot of weight. So not the healthiest, right? right? And the other time I lost a lot of weight was when, (laughs) right after my first child, after I had him, I was nursing. And like nursing was really hard for me initially. Like, you know, it's not like as easy and natural as you expect it to be. Like, oh, a hundred percent. It's nature. It'll just take its course. No, no, no. And I was like an anxious first time mother, you know, and I had gained a lot of weight during that pregnancy and I was already overweight to begin with. But I nursed him like crazy. I was like a crazy person because I, every time he cried, I was like, he's hungry. I got to feed him. I got to feed him. (laughs) And initially I had trouble with like the latch and like, we had to supplement with formula for like a week. And that messed with my head so much. I remember that pediatrician appointment. I brought him in and he was crying, of course, because he was always crying. (laughs) He was like a week old. And she said, I think he's hungry. Yeah. I said, I just fed him. How can he be hungry? Oh my God. I'm not doing it right. She's like, no, it's not your fault. Maybe your milk's not totally in yet. So we supplemented with 
formula. And that week, I not only supplemented with formula, but nursed him constantly because I really wanted it to work, you know? And it's like supply and demand, right? The more you nurse them, the more the milk comes in and the more they can eat. <laughs> he he took it like a champ and then he figured we went it out. off the formula. He turned into like the chubbiest, fluffiest little baby. Aww. And like people looked at him like, wow, that's a, that's a fat baby. You know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> it's very cute. But like I took him to a lactation consultant because I was still worried. I was right. a mess, Jen. I was a mess. Oh, no, I get it. I was still worried. And she took one look at him. She's like, I don't think you need lactation consult. I think you're good. Like <laughs> your baby looks And you weren't very using well formula fed. at that point. No, I was totally. So anyway, long story short, all that nursing, it does burn calories. And on top of that, I was trying to eat really well because he was having terrible reflux and he was constantly spitting up. Probably because I was overfeeding him in retrospect. Now that you look back. But I was like, it's got to be because I'm eating cheese. Yeah. Or it's because I'm eating things that are acidic and like I got to fix it. So I was eating really well, nursing all the time, and I was doing P90X. To oh my lord. I do. I never did those. I think I like looked at it one time and I'm like, oh no, that's not me. <laughs> it was a terrible idea because I totally messed up my back. So I was skinny. I looked amazing, but I could barely stand up straight because I was... So it was not a great time. I don't like anything that sounds hard. Sure. Like yeah. 75 hard, P90X, 30 day shred. No. <laughs> I don't know why I did it, but my husband was doing it because he couldn't, you know, we were new parents. He couldn't really get to the gym. So he started the P90X and I was like, I'm just going to do it. You know, I can work out from home and like, I kind of, I mean, I modified a lot. I always do that with exercise. I don't want to hurt myself. Well, I did anyway, but you know, I just like do like half of what they're doing or I do it much slower than the way they're doing it, but still wasn't the best. It wasn't move. good for your body. <laughs> so lost a ton of weight. Cool. Yeah. But it wasn't intentional and it wasn't really a healthy way to do it. And then what did I do after that? I immediately got pregnant again. And I thought, well, I lost all the baby weight the first time I can do that again. No, no, because I was a little more relaxed and I wasn't nursing him like a crazy person. And I wasn't doing P90X because my back was messed up. So oh. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So you did not lose the weight after the second one? No. And when? what year was that that your second was born? He was born in 2013. Okay. So okay. I had a baby in 2012 and 2013. They're a year and a half apart. D oh, we got the same thing. Mine were 98 and 99. Yeah, I wouldn't do it any other way if I could go back. But initially, I was like, oh, my God, I don't how are we going to do this? What do we do? Because when, when Will was born, I had an 18-month-old. And I'm like, you oh, my God, babies, right? how do I get him out of the car? Mm -hmm. You can't take an 18-month-old out of the car. Cal was a runner. Oh, boy. So what I would have to do is I had to travel everywhere with my baby Bjorn. I don't know if y'all are still wearing those now, but the baby yeah. Bjorn was the thing. So I'd put my baby Bjorn on, and then I would put Will in it. And then I could take Cal out of the car, yeah. and I had to hold on to him real hard. That made my back. I, like, I carried Will and that, that baby Bjorn for a year. Yes. And my back was awful. It was an awful shape from that, because he was a big old chunky baby himself. But, yeah. It was hard. I think that's really actually what messed up my back. I say P90X, but it was probably also carrying an infant. And and then when they try to start to walk and you're like hunched over holding their hands, trying to help them. Oh, man. And you're holding on to a toddler with one hand. So and, much pain. <laughs> and either carrying a baby seat or wearing the other one. You're just like a, a Sherpa. Nobody warns you about that. Nobody warns you about the physical toll. Like, you know that 
pregnancy is and like delivery is going to take but i didn't know that motherhood would actually be physically difficult if you look back (laughs) in the past of like you know a thousand years ago we were just supposed to stay home with those babies we were not supposed to be hauling them around Uh (laughs) there's the problem is that we're doing things we were not designed to do i mean we're doing it but (laughs) at what cost our backs are not happy (laughs) yeah so after 2013 between 2013 and 2020 what did your weight do during that time? Well, that's a great question. I don't remember doing any particular diets at that point. I think I was already tired of diets by that time. Like I had done, like I told you the South Beach diet. You, When you mentioned cottage cheese, it just like all came screaming back to me. I was like, oh no, the cottage cheese desserts like oh. <laughs> with Splenda because oh, uh-huh. Splenda was the thing then. This was the early 2000s. I think it was right before my sister's wedding. We were all trying to lose weight, me and my family. And actually, that is the one diet where I actually, like, learned some things. Actually, I think from every diet, there's, like, one little thing that I took with me, you know? Well, I missed, I didn't really do South Beach because it was too complicated. My stepmother, I think, was was doing it. And I'm like, I can't understand this diet. I'm not doing that. I didn't even try it. But I was not aware that cottage cheese desserts were a feature of diet plans. I was just like, I love the slightly sour taste, whatever that taste is that's in the sour cream. Like, I really, really like it. So I was like, there was some kind of ice cream I had one time, like it was real ice cream or gelato that had kind of a sourness to it. I can't remember what the flavor was, like buttermilk. Hmm. I can't, buttermilk, buttermilk. Yes. Yes. This buttermilk ice cream. And so I was like, Ooh, this might be like that. That sounds good. Yeah. So I'm not trying to make a diet dessert. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and then that's the thing, right? Yeah. Oh my God. And I didn't like the taste of Splenda. Oh no, I did. And that was, they recommended that because it was like, it's not sweet and low. It's better than sweet and low for some reason. I don't know. And it's like a little less disgusting than sweet and low, but you still get that aftertaste. So that's when I stopped putting sugar in my coffee. Okay. Because... I was like, I can't do Splenda. It's it's gross. So I was like, all right, just cream. Cream is fine. And then this was probably before my first pregnancy, I did the paleo diet. Do you remember the paleo I diet? I never did the paleo diet, but you that know. That one cracks me up because it's like, we should definitely eat the way cavemen ate because, <laughs> because they had such a great life expectancy right? and they right. were so healthy. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I never did that one because... I was like, that doesn't sound like what I want to do. <laughs> but their thing was no dairy. Actually, right. I felt really good on that diet because it was low carb and it was no dairy. It was mm-hmm. hard. And no grains and no potatoes. I mean, it was literally everything. Like when I would try low carb, at least I could have the dairy. And when I would try low fat, at least I could have the grains. But paleo, I'm like, okay, no dairy, no potatoes, no grains. Why? That just ha- did not appeal to me at all. But I did feel really amazing when I wasn't having dairy. Mm -hmm. And I think there's something to that. Everybody, not like everyone is lactose intolerant. Well, 75% of of the world. Genetically, I mean, that is a big number. And, you know, I'm not anti any foods that work for you. But 75%, according to our, our DNA, are not lactase persistent. Our body cannot digest dairy as when we were young. Yeah. So I'm I'm in the 25%. Good for you. It's almost as though we aren't supposed to drink the well, milk of other animals. Well, like, we <laughs> we actually, I mean, that the 25% of us who are lactase persistent, it was a genetic adaptation that our ancestors had because that was a food that was available. So, you know, we really do have a lot of things genetically that we were adapted to, like, for example, seaweed, eating seaweed. If you're from certain Asian 
backgrounds where seaweed was a big part or foods like that, sea plants, you have, your body can digest it differently. I don't really know. I've read something about that, but there's something so interesting. Yeah. Fascinated by it. So the one thing I took away from the paleo diet was I don't put cream in my coffee. So I started drinking black coffee in 2010 and I was like, this isn't bad. It, of course, it was an adjustment. Like everybody else, I started my coffee drinking days with hot milkshakes from Starbucks. And like, I was not really drinking coffee. I was drinking cream and sugar with like a right. splash of dessert. Coffee. It's dessert all day long. But yeah. like anything else, you just adjust over time. And once I took the sugar out, taking the cream out wasn't that big a step for me, you know? And I, what I found was, okay, now I'm drinking it slower. I don't enjoy it as much, if I'm honest. So I can drink my coffee all morning long. And I still do that. I do too. And I've got mine right here and it's Mm -hmm. in my little mug and it gets cold and it worries Chad so much. I think he's kind of getting over it, but he feels like it should be hot (laughs) if I'm drinking it. Like he, he only likes to drink hot, hot coffee. Oh, okay. But I'm like, now this is completely room temperature, and I don't I even know. care. I don't it care. It bothers me. I end up reheating Do it. Do you see? I don't care. It. I'm perfectly okay. fine. I start with it hot, then it's lukewarm, and now it's completely and room now temperature. It's, and put some ice in it. Now it's iced coffee. Yeah. <laughs> All the temperatures of the coffee. But yeah. I drink it till I've had my my coffee for the day, and then I'm done. I wish that the temperature didn't bother me because I do reheat it. And like, even just now, I'm like, okay, it's a little cold. If I wasn't chatting with you, I would totally be popping in the microwave. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So the paleo diet taught you you didn't need the cream. And it's so funny when people, and I don't mean to disrespect anybody who says this when they chat with you and they're like, well, I didn't know about fasting clean. I don't understand how you can think that it's okay to eat or drink anything when you're fasting. To me, like, as soon as I heard fasting, I was like, oh, okay, are you allowed to drink water? Like, I right, literally didn't right. know if you were allowed to drink water while you were fasting. And my sister's like, yes, of course, you can yeah. have black coffee. I'm like, oh, you can have black coffee? Oh, oh I could totally like do that. Fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's some people who are, are like, no, you shouldn't even have coffee. I'm like, fine, don't have coffee. I don't care. I was wondering don't about Don't have that, coffee though. if you don't want to. I'm yeah. not saying it's not required. Anybody who thinks sure. you shouldn't have coffee, don't have coffee. There actually was a, a recommendation. It was a, a scientist. Now I can't remember who it was. I talked about it in Fast Feast Repeat. There was a scientist who studied fasting, and he told people not to have coffee, that black coffee was not part of fasting. So but then he, I heard him on a podcast interview with somebody else, and somebody was asking him about the coffee, and he said, well, you know, if you go to the coffee shop, you see everybody in the back, they got their coffee, and they're putting stuff in it, they're putting the cream and the sugar, and so we just tell them not to have coffee, because most people won't drink it black. Oh, he just doesn't want to get into the particulars. He's like, just don't drink it. No it's coffee. Well, no you coffee. know what? That's true. <laughs> if you tell people no coffee, then they won't be like, but can I put butter in it? But can I have mushroom coffee? What? But can I have... <laughs> no, Wait, really. Butter? Butter? That's in bullet. what universe is butter fasting? I'm sorry. No. <laughs> just no. <laughs> That's right? so funny. Yeah. That's oh, the bulletproof boy. coffee. I went through that phase as well. Luckily, that seems to have been, have kind of gone away because people aren't really doing that anymore. I don't know what people are doing anymore. I, I'm so turned off to diet culture that like, I don't even know what's popular. Well, right now. I, the only reason I know is because of the questions people ask me mm-hmm, over sure. and over again. And so there was a long period of time when all the people were asking about bulletproof coffee all the time. Like I saw a video that said bulletproof coffee doesn't break your fast. I'm like, well, could you have it before fasted blood work? No. Could you have it if you were going to have surgery? No, it is not fasting. It's a lot of fuel in that coffee cup. Yeah. For your body. Yeah. And now, though, it's like mushroom coffee. 
Why? I don't know. It's got the word <laughs> coffee gross. in it. It sounds gross. Well, it's it's supposed to be really good for you. You know, sure. apparently making a coffee out of the mushrooms has a lot of great properties, but it's not coffee. Oh, so it's literally like like water and like mushroom something it's it's, it's basically it's they call it mushroom coffee but i swear i don't think there's any coffee in and it's really like a mushroom tea probably really i don't know that would make more sense i have no idea but they call it mushroom coffee (laughs) i think they're trying to get the people who drink coffee to drink it instead i have no idea i don't anyway it's not part of a clean fast i have a lot of questions about that (laughs) if it's got a food word in it like mushroom Yeah. Like anything they're going to make coffee out of. If it's not made out of coffee, it's not coffee. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, that's That's the latest. So you were tired of diets in that period from 2013 to 2020. So you weren't. And then I had another baby. Another baby. (laughs) What year was that? 2018. Okay. And we always wanted three kids, but our first two were so close together and that wasn't totally planned. So it was like, oh, can we have a third? And it took until... Mikey was five, my second, like he, he was challenging and we were like, okay, he was four going on five and we were like, I think we could have another one and it'll be okay. And sure enough, oh my gosh, if anything, it made Mikey like so much more like, he was like kind of like emotionally complicated as an infant for sure. And then as a toddler and it took him having a little brother to, like, really come into his own. And, like, he needed to have a little brother. Oh, well, maybe you know, I like, should have had a third boy. Because oh, my second, that. Will, was emotionally complicated. I yeah. talked about him in cleanish. Yeah. And that's how we, you know, we, he, we had to change his diet. Because he was really getting kicked out of daycares and having tantrums. And it was hard. It was very hard. Yeah, but I wouldn't have enough. If it was that to Well, level, I was like, I, I don't know if I, can, I can't do this again. I can't do this <laughs> no. again. But maybe it would have, maybe he needed a little brother. And now it's just like ruined it just his life. You know that him. mom guilt? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I should have done. I ruined his life by not having number three. In retrospect, I should have had three more children and yeah. he would have been perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's where mom guilt comes in. No matter what we did, mm-hmm. we can second guess it. So after you had, after you had your third, Mm -hmm. 2018. My third third boy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I gained a normal amount, a normal amount of weight. It was, I definitely gained a lot during all of my pregnancies. And I think when Robbie came along, it was like, okay, I'm not even going to worry so much about losing the weight. I'm just going to take care of this baby. And I know, I knew he was my last baby. Like I knew I didn't want another one. So I really wanted to enjoy him. And I did, which was really awesome. And then he was only two. He was two and a half when, like, we all got shut down. Yeah. So, you know, I called him my COVID baby because he spent so much time at home with mommy. Like, I had just gone back to work after maternity leave, and all of a sudden, we were home all the time. Right. So I was a little worried about him, like, going back to daycare and everything. But he he figured it out. You know, the third, the littlest one is always like, and he he's has got to those two older out. brothers. He yeah. can just survive anything at this point. Exactly, exactly. So when you started intermittent fasting, mm-hmm. August of 2020, did you lose weight at first? I couldn't even tell you because okay. I wasn't writing things down. Okay. I should have. But I'm sure, I think I must have because I was so excited about it. And I don't, like, not to say, like, the other benefits aren't important, but I'm sure that I wouldn't have been as excited about it as I was if I wasn't seeing some sort of results. But you know, the other thing is I wasn't really weighing myself. I'm not a big weigher. It's never been a good tool for me. It's never been a positive thing. It's always been a source of stress. And in fact, the past couple months, I haven't weighed at all. And I felt really great. And I've been like, 
working on like body positivity and like kind of accepting myself where I am. You know, if I lose weight, great. But if I don't, I really need to accept and love this body because this is all I get, you know? Like I can't spend my life fighting it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I love that mindset so much because our bodies do what they do. Yeah. You know, we can look at other bodies and wish we looked like that, but we don't. We we don't have, I've never had, uh, from the time I went through puberty, I've never had smooth thighs that looked great in a bikini. Never, never. And and who cares? Like, exactly. At a certain point in your life, you have to look at this like, who am I trying to impress? I'm right. happily married. Yeah. You know, he's stuck with me. So <laughs> you're right though. Exactly. It, it's, it's, like, it's, that is the point. And, it, you know, you want to feel good in your body, but you don't want to f- punish yourself for having the body you have, right? You don't want to go through life feeling self-conscious about your body. Yeah. I'm over it, you know? And like, so the scale was always an issue for me. And just this week, because I knew I was talking to you, I was like, I'm going to step on the scale and I'm just going to see like where I'm at. And sure enough, it was higher than I wanted it to be. And I was disappointed. And I'm like, you know what? That's not cool because I was feeling great before that moment. I was feeling great about how I was doing. I was in a good place mentally and emotionally. And then I just stepped on that scale and ruined it for myself. Like, it's silly. No, it's not silly. That is what diet culture has done to us. That's why I do not get on the scale because, look, I've healed a lot of my past diet issues, but I know if I got on the scale and saw a number and it wasn't, it didn't have a two, if it didn't have a two in the tens place, I would start having diet thoughts. Oh, yeah. I can't separate the number from the feelings about my body because yep. I, like I said, I was trying to feel better about it. And then I step on the scale and I immediately have those thoughts of like, oh gosh, look how big my stomach is. Look how big my thighs are. Oh my gosh, this doesn't fit me like it used to. You know what? I've had three babies. I'm in my very, very late thirties. <laughs> I'm going to be 40 in like a minute. Oh. <laughs> so like I, your body changes. It right. does. And maybe you find something that'll help you to lose weight or to get lean and feel good about yourself. Great. But like you can't rely on that and you can't beat yourself up for it. You just can't. Well, the most important thing is that you're living a lifestyle that you enjoy. You know, like we were talking early in the conversation about, you know, what you could do, you could try this, you could try that. But do you need to, do you want to? Right. That's the question to ask yourself. And I mean, I could lose more weight. I could be smaller than I am right now. I could tighten things up, but I don't want to live like that. No, 
yeah, you want to enjoy yourself and you want to be able to go out with friends and not be like, oh no, should I eat this? How many calories have I had today? How many grams of protein? I mean, that chimichanga we ate, it was, it's fried. Yeah. And then it, they put queso over it. Yes. It's so Ooh, good. That sounds so good. <laughs> so, we had chips and guacamole before that. and Fry it and add cheese. That's all yeah, I'm saying. it was so good. <laughs> but I don't want to be like, I can't eat this because it, it's not low carb. It's not low fat. It's And I see so many women in my life living like that. And I feel sad for them. I really do. And like, you know what? Maybe they can wear a cuter bathing suit than I can. I don't care because I feel good about myself and I can. Oh, I want to give a shout out to somebody in the community that's written a book that just made me think of it. I cannot think of her name and I'm so sorry. The book is called her name is sarah but i can't think of her last name the book is called the skinny spell okay the skinny spell you can find it on amazon she sent a copy to me she's in my community and it is it's it's got intermittent fasting in there she's an intermittent faster obviously being in my community but at the end the it's a fiction book but it is such a good book it really really made me think while i was Hmm. reading it and the character, basically, I don't want to give too much away, but the character gets the opportunity to go through through the skinny spell. I won't tell too much about it, but the skinny spell gives her a life where she is really, really thin. So it's someone struggling with their weight, struggling with the weight, magically gets to be really, really thin. With that, which she can go back and forth a certain number of times from the life where she's heavy or the life where she's thin. The life where she's thin is not all that she thought it would be. Let me just Amen put it to that. Let me put it that way because yes. she what she has to do and give up to be that thin, thin person that she thought she wanted to be. And then she realizes, huh. <laughs> and not I don't to like mention, this. That right? is so true. And not to mention, even if you didn't have to give anything up, even if you could just have a magic spell and be skinny and there was no no diet requirements or anything, like don't you still always want more? Don't you still look at your body and think, oh, could it be a little better? The thing about this book that I liked so much is in the the skinny life, it wasn't magical. She had to work really hard for it. It's a really good read. And then at the end, she learns about intermittent fasting. And so anyway, I love when people- And she lived happily ever after. Well, she did. She did (laughs) live happily ever after. and I love that. But she learned the lessons of- you look at your friend who's always been thin and you think, man, that looks like the life, but you don't really know what your friend is doing and how she feels in her head and how hard so she works true. and what she doesn't allow herself to eat or getting up and to work out. And the terrible thoughts that she thinks to herself, the way she talks to herself, mm-hmm. the way she looks at her body in the mirror. I mean, I yeah, I look back at those pictures of me when I was thin and I don't remember thinking I was thin. I don't remember being happy with my body. I remember sometimes thinking like, oh, I look cute in this sweater. But mostly I was like, I look cute in the sweater. Oh, but look, look at my thighs. Right. Or, oh, no, look at this. There's yeah. always something. And like, I'm just, I'm done with it. I'm, I'm actually like the heaviest I've ever been. And I want to be happy with that so that anything that happens after that, I can handle, you know? Yep. So you said something at the beginning. You said, I will never stop fasting. I will do it forever. And this is a really important part. I'm so grateful that you're here telling your story because some people are like, I can't tell my story. I'm heavier than I've ever been. I'm not, you're not a weight loss success at this point in your journey. And maybe you never will be a weight loss success, but you are okay with that. Yeah. You are a mindset success. Oh, so much. Yeah. 
just getting rid of the diet brain enough is enough to be successful, like not having to worry about that anymore. So why will you never stop even if you never lose a pound? Explain that to the listener who's like, but why is she doing it? Yeah, honestly, because I know when I listen to these podcasts, I mean, I love them, but I do skip the ones where people are like, well, I never really struggle with my weight. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. I have nothing in common with you. It's just going to make me aggravated to listen to that person. But yeah, no, I have always struggled with my weight. And I just, the fasting, besides the mental clarity, which it definitely gives me, and the energy... And we didn't really talk about this, but as a singer, I sing better wow. when I'm fasted. Then, I mean, obviously, if you eat right before you try to do anything that involves like breathing, like you wouldn't eat right before a workout, right? Right. Or you wouldn't eat a lot right before. Well, workout, I wouldn't, I although they're telling people to eat. <laughs> nope, not doing it. But if I'm fasted and I have to do anything, I feel better. But for me, it's just it's the power of knowing that I don't have to eat. And even if I'm having like a binge moment or a moment where I'm eating too much, I know that I don't have to have dinner later and I'll be okay. And just that feeling of freedom of like, just, I feel powerful. I love I, it that. feels like a magic power that like, I want to tell everybody like, no, you don't have to eat around the clock. It's okay. Like you're going to be fine. <laughs> right. That's so huge. That's huge. And so, you know, also the health benefits of just yes. having the eating window and, and not eating all around the clock. Have you had non-scale victories other than what you just explained about being able to sing better? Well, it definitely has helped me listen to my body more and feel my hunger signals and feel my satiety signals. Like I said, sometimes I still ignore them, but I do feel Ditto. them. Yeah. And yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, life, right? Life. Organic but burritos. <laughs> I really want to try those. <laughs> well, they have a little different flavor. Actually, I think they're better. Yeah. So you know what is one, and you can say this is because of the fasting or not. Some people would roll their eyes, but my back hasn't given me any trouble I since I started it. fasting. And I've always, since I had that first slipped disc after my first pregnancy, and I was like in incredible pain, and I was like feeling numb, and like, I've always had that twinge there, mm -hmm. where I've always felt like, ooh, okay, if I'm sitting too long, I never feel that anymore. And I'm sure it's because of like, reduced inflammation. I know it's because of the fasting, even though it there's no real way to know for sure. That's exactly, yeah, you're exactly right with that. People will ask me, they're like, I see you have a vibration plate and you like it. What has it done for you? And I'm like, I have no idea <laughs> because I, I maybe nothing, it. maybe, maybe nothing, maybe it's done a lot, but I didn't do a randomized control trial with myself in an alternate life where I didn't use it. I don't know. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's hard to know, but we do have the clues. Yeah. I know it helps me with my restless legs that I can tell you for sure. But I mean, I don't know. Has it helped me build muscle? Cause I don't know what would have happened if I hadn't used it. But you're right. You don't know. You just know that you had the problem and now you are fasting and now you don't have it. So that's a pretty good cause and effect. Yeah. I can't think of another reason that would happen because I'm my movement is the same as it was. I exercise intermittently. <laughs> Intermittent <laughs> exercise, is that a thing? Yes. <laughs> I've made it a thing. <laughs> yeah, my main exercise, as you know, is walking on the beach. That's my That's favorite. So I'm going nice to do it today because oh. it's going to be a beautiful day. After we talk, I'm probably going to do that really soon. But yeah, I love that you're able to listen to your body more. And I think you're just going to continue to get better at that over time. 
Yeah, I think so too. And, you know, there are mental and emotional components. There are times in my life where I've dealt with more depression and anxiety. And those are the moments when fasting would help me, but sometimes I let the emotion take over and I go the other way. So I know that it's going to get me through the difficult times, but it's a little bit of a roller coaster. It's up and down. So Yeah, because those don't go away. I mean, those feelings, they don't just magically go away. At any point, we still are always going to, to have them bubble up again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's just an emotional component to eating. Oh my gosh, yes. I remember like as a very young child, like that was all that the family gatherings were about was eating, right? Like that was what we did. And even now it's really hard to make plans with a friend that don't revolve around food. You never say like, let's get together and not eat something. It's true. Like, yeah. no, it's let's together and get coffee or drinks or dinner. It's mm-hmm. always got to have a reason. You know? Yeah. What are we going to eat while we're there? Like, yeah. Yeah. I get that. So do you tell people about intermittent fasting? I'm not very good about that, but I'm just, I'm not a very preachy person. Well, I can be, but like, there's not really an outlet in my life for that. There was a time when I would have been more, I guess, verbal Mm -hmm. about that on social media and things like that. But I just don't want to be that person. If I'm talking to somebody and they're talking about losing weight, I'll tell them what I'm doing, but I can't also be like, oh, look how much weight I've lost and I'm doing this. I have exactly like one friend who's I know is intermittent fasting and we chat about it. My sister is is not doing it really much anymore and she's the one who introduced me to yeah. it, right? So it's, I wish that I had a community besides like the online community is lovely, of course, but like in my life, it would be nice to have that people around you. It, it really does help. Yeah, yeah. it does help. You know, I mean, that's I, the next step for me is to tell more people. And... I think that's true. But the fact that Chad is so rigid with his eating, <laughs> which is funny, <laughs> that he will not eat before 11. He will not eat after, you know, until five again. He will not eat later at night. He will not. If I had a husband who at seven o'clock on a Sunday was like, let's go out to brunch now. I mean, it might be hard to say no to that. So having him, like, what do you mean? I'm not going to eat. It's not 11. I mean, he would not do that. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. I can't I can't have cocktails at 3 p.m. It's not 5 yet. So. <laughs> oh, I can have cocktails anytime. I can. Does he not know that breakfast cocktails are a thing? Though? He can't. No, he can't. Because it's he's got his rigid thing that he does. I'm like, all right, you do you. I'm, I'm not going to tell him it's wrong because it's what he likes and it's what works for him. Right. right. Yeah, no. And it's the same with us. We don't want him to tell us what to do. So oh, why please don't him? tell me what to do. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. Just do the other, I'm just going to go the other way. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to be married to a teacher. Can we just admit that right out right now? Sure. Because we, you know, we like to have things go the way we want them to go. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> no, no. Well, we are almost out of time. Aww. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting? Or what do you wish you knew when you first started? I wish I knew that, no, there's nothing I wish I knew. I wouldn't okay. redo the journey, like, differently. Sometimes I think, like, Would it have been good for me to know that it wasn't going to be a huge weight loss thing right away or that it wasn't going to work the way I thought it was going to work? No, I don't think that would have changed anything. If anything, it might have just made me say, all right, well, maybe I shouldn't do this then, (laughs) right? Yeah. But to somebody who's just starting out, I would say just don't put yourself in a box. You have no idea what you're capable of. I had no idea that I would be able to do 20, 24-hour fasts. That's insane. Right. Like, I loved eating 
all day, every day. And if you told me that I was going to be fasting for 20 hours every day, I would say you were a crazy person. So don't tell yourself, I can't drink black coffee or I can't do a 36 hour fast. You have no idea what you're capable of until you do it. And just don't stress about that. The other thing I would say is to make peace with your body, because if it doesn't change, you have to be at peace with it. I just have so much gratitude for the health at every size and the fat positive people that I'm following on Instagram because they make me feel better every day about where I am. And the intermittent fasting community is, is amazing, but find other communities too who can help you celebrate and acknowledge where you are now. I am a big believer in that because our bodies are going to do what our bodies do. And we can hate what our body does, or we can say, well, this is what my body is choosing to do. And you can't fight your body. You know, my body did what it's done, and I'm pleased with what it did. It's carried me through. It it created three beautiful children, healthy children. Yeah. And even if I hadn't done that, that's not even what it's all about. I mean, like, it gets me through every day. You can't hate it, or it's just going to make you crazy. (laughs) Loving your body will get you farther than hating it will. That's I didn't make that up, but that's a saying that I, I really appreciate. Loving your body will will always get you farther than hating it will. You talked about health at every size, body positivity. You can literally hate your body at every size, too. You totally could. You know, I could hate my body right now because it's not perfect, and I'm never going to hate my body again. Yeah. It's just not worth it. No. Well, Katie, it has been a joy to talk to you today, and thank you for telling your story. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at resonaterecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. I feel like I was blindsided. Because it's a competition show. From the producers of Jury Duty and The Bachelor. We have scoured the earth for the 14 greatest reality contestants that were available during our production window comes a reality competition show about reality competition shows. Nobody has dared to find out who is the actual best at just being on a reality show. I'm your host, comedian Daniel Tosh. It's winner go home. Each episode, our contestants will face new challenges that will test their strength and lack of life skills for a chance to win $200 million. $200,000. Prepare, because it's about to be ugly crying. Lots of fighting. Tasha, I have to defend myself. Celebrating 25 years of reality TV with your favorites. I have diarrhea. You cannot do this to me. What in gay hell have I got myself into?
The Goat. Stream free on Amazon Freeview or Prime Video.